Hey everybody, welcome to It's Real with Jordan Edwards. My guest today is Lazy Bone from the legendary Bone Thugs and Harmony. You guys might know Bone Thugs and Harmony from songs like The Crossroads and Thuggish Ruggish Bone, but Lazy Bone and the rest of the group have been releasing solo projects for a long time, and Lazy has a new album out called Wanted Dead or Alive. He was really candid and honest, and he told some great stories about when the group was coming up in the 90s. So here it is, episode 32 with Lazy Bone. Lazy Bone, what's going on, man? Um, everything is wonderful, man. I'm out here, you know, taking care of stuff through the pandemic, man, staying safe and and record music as always. I'm blessed by the best, man. Yeah, you've been recording a lot the last few years and you got a new album out now, uh, Wanted Dead or Alive. Tell me about the new album. Well, the new album, Wanted Dead or Alive, man, I feel like this is my best body of work that I've done really my best solo work that I've ever done. It's a dope album, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Wanted Dead or Alive is basically saying that this music here isn't timeless, is way beyond my lifespan, you know what I mean? So this music, whether I'm on earth or, or, or transition to the next life, you know, I feel like it's still gonna be relevant to what's going on and it's relevant to what's going on right now, even though I wrote a couple songs, a lot of the songs that's relevant to what's going on in the world was written about a year ago. So it's just like, it's timeless music, man. You always have a lot of good guest spots on your albums. You got some guest spots on this one? Um, this time it's basically, it's my family, man. It's House is my last name. So that's H-O-W-S-C is why I made the transition from Mo Thug and rebranded as Harmony House Entertainment because I feel like my house is full of harmony. I got my sons on here. They all grew, grown up now. Uh, Steven Adon, Jay House, and uh, Steven Jr., you know. So I got them on the album. I got my baby brother Stu D's on the album. I got The Chemist, uh, Made by Dice. I got Graham Always. I got... Uh, Ebony Burks, man, it's just a, it's a whole family affair. I might be forgetting somebody right now, and I hope they excuse me for that. But you know, the album is out, so you, they can go get it. Man. Yeah, you, and you can see the tracks. You can listen to the track That's to see who's on it. You've been you've been at this for so long. What keeps you excited? What makes you excited every time to go into the studio? What keeps you going musically and creatively after all these years? I mean, after all these years, it's like. My love is music, you know what I'm saying? The, the ability to be able to express myself in an art form such as hip hop, you know, to be able to, to take what's inside of me and be able to express how I feel. Cause that's my music is real music that I write from the heart, that I write from experiences. It's, it's a sort of therapy for me. So for me to be able to go in the studio and even to go on stage is my therapy from the business aspect of the, the music, which is more tedious, you know, that I, it, although I love that side of it too, that's the tedious part of it, but being able to express myself through music and share and build and collaborate with different artists, man, that's 
that's the love of my life, you know? Do you always keep a, a notebook around? Or are you always writing down verses or how do you, how do you write? I mean, well, I write down ideas all throughout the day. I might think of a title. I might think of a bar. Or I might think of four, eight bars at a time. And I'll write them down. I'll write down the ideas. It's, it's constantly all the time because, like I said, like, my music, I feel like it's a survival kit. You feel me? So everything that I go through can basically be put up in the songs from love to uh, obstacles to challenges to whatever the case may be, man. It's all day, every day. It never stops because this is my lifestyle. Now, I just got to get this out of the way. Are you still beefing with Migos or 21 Savage? Any of that? Is all that gone? I mean, I, you know, I'm I'm grown, man. So I kind of let that go. You know what I mean? Like they didn't, they didn't, they didn't respond after the riff rap went on. I feel like I didn't start that beef. It wasn't even my beef in the first place. But without getting getting into that, you know, I wish everybody well. But the fact that somebody wanted to talk down on what I created and what I, what me and my brothers built out here and paved the way for them. You know, I mean, I felt that was disrespectful, but I don't have no hard feelings against nobody, man. So, you know what All I mean? Right. I nobody ain't brought the, the funk to me, then I ain't really tripping on it. So I wish them well. I ain't tripping on it, but you know what I mean? If it, if it was a, if it's an all hip hop thing, then I don't feel like nobody better than Bone. So that is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll just move on then. We'll just move on. You guys are influential but also your story is unique you didn't come up in new york or la you guys are from cleveland so tell me about your early days in cleveland was there a hip-hop scene how did you guys get started what do you remember about those early days in cleveland well i mean there's always been a hip-hop scene in cleveland but it was a very small circle back when i was coming up in the uh, 80s you know what i mean you had we had different people that was representing uh, Brothers for the Struggle. Uh, man, there's some legendary Cleveland folks out there. And excuse me for not being able to capitalize on it right now. I just hadn't thought about it in a while. But it was like, it's all right. it was talent shows. Uh, always Glen the Glenville Festival was very popular in Cleveland, Ohio, that a lot of people showcased their talent at. But, as you know, we had to leave Cleveland to be able to really make something out of what we was doing because we had an album out in Cleveland that was called Faces of Death that did very well locally. You know what I mean? But in order for us to reach the next level, we had to one-way bus tickets to California and live homeless and, and do all those things to really try to meet somebody that can take us to a national level. So. Cleveland always strong on hip hop and we always been in the middle of New York and LA and also the South. Uh, Cleveland is big fans of rap a lot, and, you know, all the South artists and things like that. Uh, A-Ball, MJD and all them guys, you know what I'm saying? And Scarface and Ghetto Boys, and you know, so Cleveland, we've been strong on it, but at the time that we left to, to pursue our dreams, that was the only option for us to really do something big in Cleveland. No big distribution. Not like it is now. Like we caused Puffy to go looking in Cleveland and he found 
uh, Machine Gun Kelly and all these different acts that came out. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a lot of it's a lot of talent in Cleveland. Always have been, but now it's thriving. Like it's really thriving. You talk about going out to LA and hooking up with Easy E. What do you remember about your early meetings with Easy E and auditioning for him? What 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 was that time period like? I mean, it was like a dream, man. Uh, see, people got to remember we met Easy E in the, at the end of 1993, and um. By June 1994, our, our EP Creeping on the Come Up was out. So when we met Easy E, it was still being some kids from Cleveland to see somebody that was famous and, you know, very big prestige in the industry and things like that. It was like, that was like, it was, it was all, it was amazing. It was, it was incredible. It was like, that wasn't supposed to happen to some young kids from Cleveland. You know what I mean, but yeah. uh, what do you remember about your first ever meeting with Easy? I remember, man, when we first first we talked to him on the phone, and then we went to Cleveland to try to open up for Easy E, and he didn't see our performance, and that uh, that drove me to rush bum rush backstage. Busy and I, we went backstage and we ran into Easy E and we rapped for him, and it was like. A hundred people there trying to audition for Easy E, and he remembered us from the phone conversation. And when we rapped for him that day, the main thing I kept thinking was, "This guy is really, really short." You feel me? <laughs> like it was, it was amazing to see a person so little with that much power. Right. You know what? I mean? And um, and the rest was history from that day, man. So I, I remember him being a super cool, down-to-earth, humble guy that kept his word, man. And we only got the pleasure to be with him from the end of 93 to the middle of 95. That was as long as I got to know him before he passed. And the memories I have of him was just like he was the first down-to-earth famous person that I met. He was the first famous person that I met and got to know, but being down to earth, that was a real, real rare characteristic that is still hard to find this day. After you did uh, Creeping on a Come Up and you're recording East, East 1999, when you were recording East 1999, did you know, were you trying to make a hit record with, with huge singles or were you just trying to do what you'd been doing before? Uh, we was just doing what we do, man. You know, we was just going in the studio and feeling our vibe. Easy E gave us, he gave us all the space we needed to be as creative as we wanted to be. We didn't, we didn't have any restrictions on where we can go with it. You know what I mean? So it was like, that was just us being us. Never knew that first of the month, that was just us rapping about daily life. You know, East 1999, Eternal, all, everything we rapped about was true. You know, even the crossroads, you know, even when we, because the cross, first crossroads was dedicated to our, my best friend Wally and uh, a couple other people that we had lost at a young age. And, um, you know, when we did the remix after Easy e died and the company, Ruthless Records, wanted to do a remix and dedicated to Easy E. We had no idea that us pouring our hearts out about how we felt about Easy E the legend 
would do what it did. You know, we just we was just being us. You had this huge amount of success. You were 20, 21 years old, maybe something like that. Did you feel like you handled? Did, did you feel like you handled it well? The the fame and the money and things like that. Well, I'm still here, so I gotta say I did. We did a pretty good job at it, but I can look at a lot of things and say that we could have did a lot better as well. You know what I mean? We did life. Life for us was trial and error. You know what I mean? So we learned as we went, and now I feel like. We really got a grip on things and we really can run our own companies and things like that. But being 20 and having Mo Thug records and things like that, like it was just us chasing our ambition. So, you know, some things could have been done better, but it's all, you know, like we, we went to the school of hard knocks and we learned the hard way saving money financially and all those things a lot of sh a lot of that shit could have been done better but as you see we still here we still look good still got the uh the founding youth and which i'm gracious for so i can't complain about nothing man yeah if you watch videos of you uh live streaming on youtube there's only comments about how young you look so congratulations on that hey man i don't know I what you're doing you got you got some good uh nutrition going or something Hey man, I gotta thank the Lord for that. It's nothing that I can I can't take credit for. I'm just I'm just grateful. When I knew when I found out I was gonna be interviewing you, I texted my friend Jason, who's a big Bone Thugs fan, and we were texting back and forth, and he said he thinks you and Crazy Bone are underrated as rappers because you're known for being part of a group. Do you think there's some truth to that? I do. But I think Bone Thugs and Harmony as a group are, is underrated, period. You know what I mean? You can look at all the collages that's been made about hip-hop and all that, and it, and it rarely ever includes Bone Thugs and Harmony. Although, what we contributed to the game is probably the most substantial contribution sonically that, is, that has been for the past 26 years that we've been in this business. So I would say, yeah, we're underrated, but that also, you know, looking at the positive side of it, it also allows us to grow and thrive and keep us hungry as well so that, you know, one day they gonna, they gonna feel it and they gonna give up props. A lot of our peers do now, you know, but in, in the beginning, it was like, oh, they used our style they used the staccato, the staccato flow, the, the harmonies and the rhythms and the melodies and the way we was flipping it. And, you know, from Mariah Carey to whoever you can name them, you, you can go probably everybody in the business done tried it or had to because what we offered was, it was like, to me, the, the, the hip hop game was more of like on, um, uh, Atari, and when we came, it was and when we came with that Xbox flow, you know what I'm saying. It gave everybody something to step up to, and try to step their game up. So, yeah, the whole group is underrated to me, man. You know what I mean? I, I ain't never went platinum as a uh, solo artist, so you know I don't know why, but I think I'm dope. So that's <laughs> all that Rick. You talked about your flow and your style being revolutionary. You definitely did, Bone Thugs definitely did that, The where you were rapping and singing and harmonizing all in the same song. You were doing your own hooks. You weren't having to call on 
a singer to do your hook for you. You could do it yourself. Did you, when you were growing up and the stuff coming up in the eighties was, was very different than what you guys recorded. Uh, did you sing a lot growing up? Did you sing in choir or anything like that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Me and crazy. I mean, yeah, me and crazy was in choir together in the seventh grade. We had a teacher named Mr. Parshin and we sung some weird songs together, man, back in the days. But, uh, yeah, but our musical background comes from our family. Like, Crazy's father, he got a nice voice. My mother sings, my whole family sings. You know, my uncles, my Uncle Mike and my Aunt Patty. And so we grew up off Motown era, you know what I'm saying? We grew up off of Stevie Wonder, Smokey Robinson, the OJs, the Temptations. We grew up singing those songs. We grew up, and then when we were kids, kids, really kids, that's when New Edition was bumping. That was before hip-hop was as big as it was, you know what I'm saying? So we grew up singing New Edition and, and replicating them guys, and, you know, everybody was a member, Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike, and Bobby, and, you know, we was, we was them guys. So the singing and the rapping meshed over the years, you know, because at one time we were singing and – when the hardcore uh, hip hop came out, we started thinking singing was soft. You know, it was like, oh, that's soft. We want to be hard. We want to be hard because we in these streets, so we had we had to portray that image. So, eventually, over time, singing over the burning barrel and things like that, the harmonies came from us knowing each other's rap so well that we would chime in on all our n words and things like that. And, and by us being singers actually can sing, it became harmony. So, you know, our style, our style took a while to revolutionize, man. But over the years, we 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 took little bits and pieces of DOS effects and the Fush Nickens and Big Daddy Kane had a, a slick flow. Like, I, I believe we was influenced by all the early rap. You know what I mean? N.W.A., um, ghetto boys, all them guys influenced by Thugs and Harmony. We everybody wrapped up in one, up in one big pot of gumbo, man. Do you have a favorite all-time rapper? Uh, my favorite all-time, well, it wouldn't be just one. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. LLK, Ice Cube, uh, Rakim. You know what I mean? Big Daddy Kane, Slick Rick, man. I love I love music so much. There's so many of them. You know what I mean? Like Scarface, Willie D, one of my favorites of all time. Um, I can go on and on, man. The list goes on and yeah. on. Even up to your cats like T.I. Like I feel I feel his soul. Uh, who else? Uh, Kanye. I love Kanye. You know what I mean? It's 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 a lot, man. I mean, I, I would have to make a list, but I could I could never narrow it down to one favorite rapper because I I was I took after so many. If I had to narrow it down to two, I would say LL Cool J because I thought I was him as a kid, and Easy E because I thought I was him as a kid. Talk about underrated. I've always thought Mama said Knock You Out was really underrated. The whole album It's such a good album. Ooh. Man, me and Busy used to go crazy off that album, boy. That was my right there, like that. Uh, I almost got put out, put out the house a few times over Mama said, "Knock you out." Man. <laughs> when when you guys you talk about your style and the, the uh, singing and rapping, 
you guys wrapped faster than anyone else at the time. You guys had so much speed and you were able to fit so many bars into a small amount of space. Did you challenge yourself with the speed or did the speed, um, the cadence, did that come naturally? Uh, I got to say with the exception of Twister, he was rapping super true, fast. True, 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 true. You know what I'm saying? But it, I'll put it this way. It, it was more rare to rap that fast back then. It wasn't yeah, as it, common. It, it was, uh, our thing was who could put the most words into a bar, into one line. Like the, the more words you can use in a, in a bar, one line, one line is, and where two lines equal a whole bar that the whole rhyming pattern right there. So if you had more rhymes and, more words, the more words you can put in there, that means the faster you flow. But that wasn't the only thing that we challenged each other on with the fast rap. It was also to put it in the melody. You know what I mean? Not just... It's a cadence, you know what I'm saying? So we challenged each other on that, and that's how the style started taking off because we would come with an idea and all go to our respect, uh, respective corners and come back. And Crazy Bone has some off-the-wall dumb flows, which would cause us to go back to the door. It, it didn't matter. Any, at any given time, one of us could come with the, with the cadence or the flow that was going to direct that song, man. So, of course, that was, you know, competition is healthy when it's, when it's all in love, and that's what we was all about. You got you. You've done a lot of solo stuff, some collaboration albums. What's the status of the group now? I know you guys toured a couple years ago. Is Bone Thugs together? What What's the status of the other group right now? Well, every I mean, we all good. You know what I'm saying? Like we all. First of all, I should say that Bone Thugs and Harmony is family and always, forever will be family. We just did a show in Texas when they opened up and I believe they shut back down right afterwards, but we had the privilege to go out on the road for one day. And it was myself crazy bit. I mean, myself crazy wish and flesh, you know what I mean? So we always tour as a group busy bone. He hadn't been touring with us for a while, but he always come in and out whenever he wants to, or whatever he feel, you know, that whenever he feel like, is good for him or if he's doing something that he's doing but it's all a respect for what we're doing because bone thugs and harmony is a family and i do believe that all five of us still got another album in the tank and not just an album maybe a, a soundtrack to our movie that's when we tell a bone thug story so we got plenty of things to do as a group and as a collective that uh that's next level stuff. It's not just about us recording albums no more. It's about different business endeavors and growing as a brand. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. we all own Thugs and Harmony flag up with 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 pride. You feel me? So yeah, we we all five live. Although you may not see Busy with us as much. You know what I mean? You can check him out on his Instagram and things like that and see that he reps the group to the fullest. So, you know, and we get that a lot. Fans always ask, well, where is Busy? You know, it, he's not required to be running around the country with us to be a part of what he helped create, you feel me? Yeah, yeah. 
Well, it's good to hear you guys are still close and you guys that the possibility of a new album is out there. Yeah, you know what well, that's that's the role I always play. They call me the glue, man. So, you know, as long as I'm breathing, I'm still pushing for all five live. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll let you go. I really appreciate your time. The new album, One of Dead Are Alive, is out now. Uh, can you tell the people where they can find you online? First of all, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is Official Harmony House ENT. You can find all my lives, and I'm going live, and everything that I'm doing right there. Also, uh, Official Lazy Bone on Facebook, on Instagram, um, The Real Lazy Bone with the blue check. You also, btnhboard.com and uh, harmonyhouseent.com is my website for uh, everything that I'm doing as far as my music. And if you want to pre or if you want to order the album, physical copies, you can go to my, uh, my merchandise website, which is lazygear.com. So all them places, between all them places, you can find me, man. You can find me turning up somehow. All right, man. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. It's Real with Jordan Edwards. It's presented by PopDust. Go to popdust.com for the latest in pop culture, music, and entertainment. And you can find me at jordanedwardsstudio.com or on Instagram at jordanedwardsstudio.com.